coming up on 5-Minute News. Top Trump executive pleads guilty in tax fraud case. Brazilian president could be charged for spreading COVID misinformation. And UN delegation desperate to secure nuclear plant in Ukraine. It's Friday, August 19. I'm Anthony Davis. The second-in-command at former President Donald Trump's family business pleaded guilty on Thursday to evading taxes on a free apartment and other perks, striking a deal with prosecutors that could make him a star witness against the company at a trial this fall. Alan Weisselberg, a senior Trump Organization advisor and formerly the company's longtime chief financial officer, pleaded guilty to all 15 of the charges he faced in the case. In a low, somewhat hoarse voice, Weisselberg admitted taking over $1.7 million worth of untaxed extras. The judge agreed to sentence the 75-year-old executive to five months in New York City's Rikers Island jail complex, although he'll be eligible for release after little more than three months if he behaves behind bars. The judge said Weisselberg will have to pay nearly $2 million in taxes, penalties and interest and complete five years of probation. The plea bargain also requires Weisselberg to testify truthfully as a prosecution witness when the Trump Organization goes on trial in October on related charges. The company is accused of helping Weisselberg and other executives avoid income taxes by failing to report their full compensation accurately to the government. Trump himself is not charged in the case. Meanwhile, a US judge on Thursday said he is leaning toward releasing some of the evidence presented by the US Justice Department to justify its search of Donald Trump's Florida home last week in a case pitting news organizations against federal prosecutors. Despite objections by the Justice Department, US Magistrate Judge Bruce Reinhardt says he believes there are portions of the affidavit that could be unsealed, referring to the sworn statement laying out the evidence for why there was probable cause to search Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort. Federal police in Brazil have called for President Jair Bolsonaro to be charged with spreading fake information about a coronavirus outbreak that has killed more than 680,000 of his citizens, including bogus claims of a link between AIDS and COVID vaccines. Bolsonaro's anti-scientific response to a disease he called a bit of a cold has been internationally condemned and the subject of a congressional inquiry in which the far-right populist was accused of deliberately delaying vaccine purchases and promoting quack cures such as hydroxychloroquine. On Wednesday night, a senior federal police investigator was reported to have written to the Supreme Court asking for Bolsonaro to be questioned and charged with the crime of incitement. That alleged crime, which is punishable with up to six months in prison, relates to a notorious social media broadcast in October last year, which was subsequently removed by YouTube and Facebook. In the deleted transmission, Bolsonaro falsely claimed face masks, the compulsory use of which he repeatedly flouted, had been responsible for many of the deaths during the 1918 influenza pandemic. 
In the same broadcast, Bolsonaro falsely claimed government studies in the United Kingdom suggested fully vaccinated people were developing AIDS much faster than expected. British officials rejected the claims. Meanwhile, Instagram and Facebook have suspended a prominent anti-vaccine group led by Robert Kennedy Jr. for repeatedly violating rules prohibiting misinformation about COVID-19. The supposed non-profit Children's Health Defense is one of the most influential anti-vaccine organizations active on social media, where it spread misleading claims about vaccines and other pandemic-related public health measures. Kennedy, a leading anti-vaxxer, has attracted controversy for repeatedly sharing similar lies and was himself booted from Instagram in 2021. Turkey's leader and the UN chief met in Ukraine with President Vladimir Zelensky on Thursday in a high-powered bid to ratchet down a war raging for nearly six months, but little immediate progress was reported. Turkish President Erdogan said he would follow up with the Russian president given that most of the matters discussed would require the Kremlin's agreement. With the meetings held at such a high level, it was the first visit to Ukraine by Erdogan since the war began, and the second by UN Secretary-General Antonio Guterres. Some had hoped for breakthroughs, if not toward an overall peace, then at least on specific issues, but none were apparent. Meeting in the western city of Lviv, far from the front lines, the leaders discussed expanding exchanges of prisoners of war and arranging for UN atomic energy experts to visit and help secure Europe's biggest nuclear power plant, which is in the middle of fierce fighting that has raised fears of a catastrophe. Erdogan has positioned himself as a go-between in efforts to stop the fighting. While Turkey is a member of NATO, its wobbly economy is reliant on Russia for trade and it's tried to steer a middle course between the two combatants. The Turkish president urged the international community after the talks not to abandon diplomatic efforts to end the war that has killed tens of thousands and forced more than 10 million Ukrainians from their home. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app. Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Subscribe, rate and review online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health and climate. Delivering independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. On the morning of August 1, 1966, shots ring out from the observation deck of the clock tower on the University of Texas campus. It marks the infamous beginning of the modern era of mass shootings in America. You're listening to Stop the Killing podcast. Join us as we take you behind the crime scene tape to explain global mass shootings and mass attacks. I'm Sarah Ferris, but more importantly, this is Catherine Schweitz, the former head of the FBI's active shooter program. I spent five years as the FBI's top executive looking for answers to the mass shooting crisis. I've been at the shooting scenes. I've traced heroic acts of bravery and I've sat silently and listened to the heart-wrenching stories from survivors. Amongst this horror, there is hope. We all hold the key to stop the killing. 
You just need to know how to unlock the door. Download Stop the Killing and be part of the solution. Search Stop the Killing on Apple, Spotify and all the usual suspects.